0: الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتنقل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا. من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يدلله فلا هادية له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله أما بعد فعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وما آتاكم الرسول فخذوه وما نهاكم عنه فانتهوا صدق الله العظيم وروي عن عبد الله بن عمر بن العاص أنه قال قسم الخير عشرة عشر فجعلت تسة عشار في الشام وعشر في سائر الأرض صدق الله العظيم وَصَدَكَ رَسُولُهُ النَّبِيُّ الْكَرِيمُ وَنَحْنُ عَلَىٰ ذَلِكَ لَمِنَ الشَّاهِدِينَ وَالشَّاكِرِينَ دُو شِقْرَ لَهُ اللَّهُ صَلِيَنَا سَيِّنَا Respected brothers, respected elders, mothers and sisters listening at home, geographically speaking, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has selected different areas of the world which are considered to be blessed areas inviolable areas, sanctified areas Two easy examples are like the Haramain al sharifain Makkah Al-Muqarramah and Madinah Al-Munawarah where khana the building, the Kaaba is standing today that area is the Haram, sanctified area. It is the most blessed area. It is also mentioned in the Quran. In fact, Marana Dawood Sab read some of the verses today in the first rakat. La uqsimu al balad wa antahillum al balad. And he talks about Makkatul Mukarramah. Also, Madinatul Munawwara. Where Masjid-e Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, is standing. These are all sanctified areas, inviolable zones. In fact, the entire two cities, Makkatul Mukarramah as a whole, and Madinatul Munawarah as a whole. Also, when you look at some of the detailed description of the Quran, it seems that also other creations of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, like the trees. Some of them they are also blessed. Allah says in the Quran, what tini was Zaytun? Anjir or zaytun ki olives and the figs. Uh, these two items are very much beneficial to the human body, especially olives and the figs. Olives is a food which was liked by all the prophets anbiya especially hazrat e nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam in the hadith it also comes that the best massage for the human body is with olive oil zaytun and if there are any olives alhamdulillah there are many olives in spain and portugal that is only the barakat of the muslims that came there and ruled andalusia Spain and Portugal for 800 years the beauty of Spain is in the beautiful olive trees that you see there Subhanallah and that is the Barakat of the Muslims. So wherever the Muslims went the architecture was there and also the food was there everything was well preserved. Also some of the mountains are blessed. Waturi Isi Mount Sinai upon which Hazrat Musa a.s. received a revelation where he did a'tikaf also Jabalun Uhudun, the mountain of Uhud is blessed Wuzur has said this mountain loves me and I love this mountain and that mountain, this mountain is part of Jannat so there are many many areas in the world which are blessed also in the Quran Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala talks about the surrounding areas of Baytul Muqaddas Masjid Al Aqsa Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala says Subhan asra bi 'abdihi laylan min al-Masjid al-Haram ila al-Masjid al-Aqsa alladhi barakna hawlahu that the surrounding areas of Masjid Al Aqsa is an area of great blessings everything is blessed and that is not just that part of Bethlehem Palestine but the entire region, it is full of barakah, and that entire region in the Arabic language is known as Arz Sham, Arz Sham. The name Sham, given to that part of that region, according to Alama Yakut Al Hamawi, the author of this most beautiful kitab, Mujamul Buldan an encyclopedia that gives you information of all the countries and Islamic cities al-Yaqoot al-Hamawi says that Sumyat al-Sham bisham ibn Nuh alayhi salatu wassalaam that the name Sham comes from the name Sam and Sam was the son of Hazrat Nuh alayhi salatu wassalaam Hazrat Nuh alayhi salatu was وَذَلِكَ أَنَّهُ أَوَّلُ man نَزَلَهَا he was the first one to come to that region, and that is why that area is known as Psalm. Sham. And the reason why Sam became Sham, Alama Yakout Al Hamawi says, Shin is that when uh, when someone speaks a different language because of the differences in the languages, the Seen became a Sheen like. Uh, Subhanallah, there are so many other words Like ghan is not in the Arabic language If you go in Egypt uh, They like to pronounce the jinn with ghan So when you hear some of the Egyptians And it's incredible, they are masters in the Quran But yet they have this difficulty in pronunciation And you will hear them when you go for hajj Yahagi, Yahagi They will say (laughs) Yahagi And actually they're trying to say Ya-haji, Ya-haji, Oh-haji But then the the jinn bec- becomes the ghain and they say ya hagi ya hagi And sometimes they would even say Iza ghaa'a nasrullahi wal-sathh Iza nasrullah When it is not Iza anasrullah, nasrullah it is Iza jaa nasrullahi wal fath But the shuyukh and the Qur'an and those who are well versed in the Qur'an, Alhamdulillah they don't make this mistake. It is only the norm, the normal people there. It is only natural and that is their accent. So, Sham became Sham. That entire region where you have Palestine and also Israel today, some parts of Iraq and also Syria. But in the Arab part of the world, Sham is specifically known to be one country which is today known as Syria. In the Arabic language, Syria is pronounced as Suriya Suriya al Yaqut al-Hamawi says وَكَانَ إِسْمُ الشَّامُ الْأَوَّلُ Suray." That one of the first names of Sham was Suray That is why it is known as Syria today A'ab sallallahu alayhi wasallam has spoken much about Syria And that area, Sham The capital city of Syria is Damascus Damascus in the Arabic language is known as Dimashq some of the historians have said that Damascus is as old as Hazreti Adam Subhanallah, it is as old as Hazreti Adam s. S. it is the oldest capital in the world it is said that after the flood, the very first city that was built by Hazrate Nuh Aleyhi was the city of Dimashq, which is known as Damascus. Most beautiful city, most beautiful city. A lot of the companions are resting there. Subhanallah and Huzur alayhi salatu was salam has said much about it we have a revyat that I read to you Uh, the narrator is Hazrat Amr ibn al-As he says that uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put nine out of ten most uh, or should I say ashar as in treasures all the treasures are hidden in that part of the region in Syria and one portion is given to the rest of the world Uh, and it is really Beautiful, a beautiful country to see, and also a beautiful city to visit. The city of dimashk The name dimashk Again, that name. According to some of the historians, they say that this name was given. This, the name of this city was because Hazrat Ibrahim Salaam's slave from Africa, Ethiopia. His name was dimashk and he was the first one to actually construct that part of the region, and that is why it was named after him, Dimashk, which is known as Damascus. Some of the ulama say no. The fifth son of Hazrat, Nu, in his genealogy, his name was Dimashk, and he settled there, and that is why that area is known as Dimashk. The city is so old the ulama have said that hadrati adam salatu salam, with hadrati hawa alayhi salatu salam, with habil and kabil they came to dimashq and they settled near to that city of Dimashk. even today we have this mountain there which is known as al qasiun jabal al qasiun a very very blessed mountain it is said that all the prophets that came, they meditated on that mountain, and that event of the two brothers fighting, Habil and Kabil and one one brother kills another blood, brother. Some blood stains are also there till today. Wallahu alam. But that event took place in that mountain. A lot of the prophets came. They meditated in that mountain and they invited the people to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala while standing on that mountain. It is an incredible mountain, Jabal-e-Qasiun if you're standing on it you can see the entire beautiful city of Dimashq it's absolutely uh, beautiful this is basically some of the information given to us about Sham and the name Dimashq, Damascus when Allah gives us an opportunity one should never miss out from this opportunity this is Arz-e-Muqaddasa Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said it is the blessed area It is an area where all human beings will stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And they all will be judged It is the platform of reckoning The day of Qiyamah is on Arz-e-Sham It is that that part of the world Everything will be flattened first And when you are traveling there We went from Dimashk to Hims Subhanallah And when you look at the mountains And the peace and tranquility that is there That is the time When this ayat Karima Is in front of you Where Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala says Allah has made that entire region A blessed region Peace and tranquility SubhanAllah And in Hims The great companion Hazrat Khalid bin Walid Radyillahu Taala an is resting. The conquerors of Dimashq, Syria, were two great companions, two great Mujahideen Hadhrat Abu Ubaidah ibn Al Jarrah, Radyillahu Taala an, and Hadhrat Khalid bin Walid, Radyillahu Taala an. was inside; it was like a fortress. Everything, the city, was inside. There were many gates to it, a bit like Ahmedabad. Brothers who have seen Ahmedabad and read the history of Ahmedabad, again, beautiful history of Ahmedabad. Ahmedabad also had many, many gates. And Dimashq was a bit like that also. It had many gates. And on one side, Hazrat Khalid bin Walid was pushing in. And on the other side, Hazrat Abu Ubaidat ibn Jarrah wanted to get through and take control of that part and to annex that region of Sham with the Islamic Empire. Subhanallah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives jazai khair to these great mujahideen. We have not moved an inch. We have not conquered even to the level of one kia one span. In fact, things have been taken away. We've lost so many countries. It is the companions that worked very very hard and they took control of all these areas and they gave it to the Muslims subhanAllah. and when Muslims entered it was no blood was spilled everything was very very peaceful until today one of the great sites one of the great attractions when you enter Dimashq is the beautiful mosque of Jamia Masjid Dimashq known as masjid Omovi masjid umawi masjid umawi is the main mosque there when you enter that masjid subhanallah the first thing you see is many many mihrabs many mihrabs beautiful mihrabs the architecture the artistry there it is unique we also had an opportunity to meet the imam of that mosque and alhamdulillah uh, one of the great qurra if I'm not mistaken, his name is Sheikh Jibreel uh, We had an opportunity also to read some of the verses of the Quran to him Just for barakat of the Muhammad and Imran Imam sahab that were there uh, A great scholar A great scholar And Alhamdulillah, all the scholars that we met there were all strong Hanafis <laughs> Strong Hanafis They were strong, staunch mukallidin So when we met the Imam sahab, he looked at us And he said and he would say, yes, so, oh, welcome. <laughs> and he would say, subhanallah, he would say, Imam Abu Hanifa, Imam Azam. Imam Abu Hanifa, Imam Azam. And he would not just say, because these are great, great scholars. He would give you proof for that, and he said that he is a Tabi'in. he met so and so companions and this person is a student and this person is a student and this person is a student and the other, and they know everything, Allahu Akbar mm. Great, great shoe. It is incredible. The students that go there, so many students from England, from America, from Europe, everyone there. When we landed at the airport, uh, we were the only ones with beards. <laughs> we had a problem when we were going out and they said to me, Take your topi out. Mujika topi and when we got to Surya Sham, Subhanallah, we were the only people there with beards. It's, I think it's pressure from the government that they don't like the locals to have a beard. And that is the, the bad side of it. But that is, Alhamdulillah, changing. It's a secular country One of the brothers that was there said to to Mufti Muhammad Saab, and he was relating that to me He said that it is compulsory for the local people to train and to go in the army And when you go in the army the first thing you have to do is shave your beard So all the locals have to shave once in their life There was a, a person there Who said no to the authority that he will not shave his beard and they put him in prison, and he's and he still is in prison. And it is shameful. We have this freedom here. We must make sugar of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Allah This is a great freedom that Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala has given us. In fact, we even heard that if you are training in the army, if it is time for Jumu'ah or if it is time for Namaz, you don't pray Namaz. You finish off your training. Now this is the bad side of it, but again it is not all that bad. Alhamdulillah, things are changing very, very quickly. It is all this system of indoctrination. So when you land in the airport, you see, first thing you see is the photo of the Rais, the president. This is the president, right? Al-Bashar. You see him in front of you, north, you see him south, you see behind. You don't even think of Malakul Maut so much but you see the face of Bashar everywhere. Anyway. The people there must be 24 hours just looking at Bashar. You go out in the streets, taxi, Bashar. You go shopping in Bashar. Only the mosques and the masajid may not have the photo of Bashar. Every hotel, Bashar, Bashar. Wherever you go, it is only this man called Bashar. Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, And this is one way of indoctrination and this is how you grip people and this is how you control people from a very young age and it is incredible by by seeing this man's photo people have a different opinion and they take him yes he is our leader every blood drop is kurban will sacrifice for this man and this is because they see him every every day all the time it is this man in front and when he travels, he is, his entire travel is covered. Going back to the beautiful masjid, the masjid which is known as Jamia Masjid Umawi. In the hadith it comes that when hazrat Isa alayhi salatu was comes down, he will come down in one of the mosques of Dimashq. A lot of the locals say, say that it is this masjid, Jamia Masjid Umawi there, and the first thing I was looking for is the white minaret. And the white minaret is there, the mashriki minara is still there. Alhamdulillah, we got an opportunity to take a photo of that beautiful masjid. There's no harm in taking photo of the masjid. <laughs> uh, alhamdulillah, we have beautiful frames in our house of masjid e don't we? And masjid al haram masjid Al-Kasba. aqsa so it is just so beautiful photos of that minaret. Uh, the locals were saying to us that one day there was some construction construction going on and someone put a ladder there and all the locals got there together and they said right the ladder is there maybe the Isa salatu wasalam, has come down because <laughs> they were waiting for Lord Isa alayhi salatu wasalam, and they are waiting and a ladder will be put on top to bring him down and it is incredible the peace and tranquility that is there there is so many mahrabs, we have one mahrab in the olden times uh, this masjid was the home of great shuyukh, great scholars. Great Shafi scholars were there and great Hanafi scholars were there. So when it was time for salat, a lot of the brothers would prefer to perform salat the Hanafi way. So one of the mihrab was used by the Hanafi people. And, and in some cases, the Shafi people were there. Some of the shuyukh who were Shafi, they would pray salat according to the fiqh of Imam Shafi. But yet there was this great love between the two. But the the, the Imam today, he is a Hanafi there. And even the Qari there, he is a Hanafi there. SubhanAllah. The minarets are beautiful. The dome is beautiful. Everything there, Qurra are there. And the method of teaching is also very incredible. It's not a university system. You have one Sheikh sitting in the masjid and he is teaching a Hadith kitab. And you have another Sheikh there. You have 100 students here. You have 50 students there. And it is up to the students, whatever kitab he wants to read, he can go to any of the shuyukh. And the shuyukh, the teachers that are there, are extremely humble, extremely pious, subhanallah And the character is phenomenal. Very, very humble. Brothers go to other parts of uh, Arabia. We do sense uh, this superior, super, superiority, because they have a lot of wealth, money and sometimes they even classify those from India and Pakistan to the but when you go to Syria because there's not a lot of wealth and the character of the people, they are very very humble people whatever you ask them, SubhanAllah, they will devote the entire time for you when we were there, uh, we asked someone that we wanted to to see the masjid of Hazrat a. Abu Ubaidah ibn al-Jarrah تعالى, and it was a good walk and this man we asked him and he says you want to see the masjid of Hazrat Abu Ubaidah ibn al-Jarrah he says let me take you he was busy with someone and he walked with us all the way and while walking he said to me that are you okay to walk I said Alhamdulillah <laughs> it is enough that you are taking us this is the hospitality and when we got there he said to us that what else can I do for you do you want to come to my house for food have you got a place to stay you can come here and he was so helpful these were the akhlaq of these great people who are known as Shami people the people who live in Dimashq are known as Shami people one of the beauties of this beautiful masjid is that the Isa will come in this masjid and also the mazar of Hazrat Yahya alaihi was is inside this masjid. Mm-hmm. It is right inside the masjid, and the entire body of Hazrat Yahya alaihi was is not there. The, the mu'arrikhin historians have said. Al-Yaqut al-Hamawi says in another volume he read, He said that the body of Hazrat Yahya alaihi <laughs> <laughs> and Zakariya alaihi was is in an area called Sabastiya. And that is in Palestine, two days' walk uh, from Masjid al Aqsa. And that is where Hazrat Yahya a.s. is and Hazrat was Zakariya is. But in the Masjid of Dimashq, it is said that the auspicious head of Hazrat was Yahya a.s. is buried in that area. The story goes that the Masjid was built by Hazrat Walid bin Abdul Malik Marwan. He is the one who constructed that mosque. And when they were building that masjid, they found this cave. And the workers told Walid bin Abdul Malik that there is this cave here, we've never seen this. And Walid bin Abdul Malik with another group of people entered the cave. And as they were walking into this cave, they found this uh, very big case or a casket. And when they opened it, inside it was the head with a letter there Hadha yahya alayhi salatu salam, that this is the auspicious head of Hazrat a. Yahya alayhi salatu salam. a lot of the people who were there who saw the auspicious head and which the historians have written they say that the the face was very much nurani a beautiful face like all prophets were very very beautiful but this was the zulm that the Yahudi, the Jewish people would do to all the prophets Anbiya والسلام, who came to them Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala clearly says in the Quran it was in their nature that any prophet came to them inviting them to the truth to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they would only do one thing and they would make قَتَل of that Nabi and Yahya was again one of the victims of this Yahudi aggression that was also practiced at that time Hazrat Yahya story is quite incredible it is said that this old lady married a Jewish king at that time who ruled that part of the area and because she was old, she feared that one day this Jewish man might find someone, a young lady and will marry her and he will not look after this wife of his old lady this lady had a daughter from the previous marriage and the daughter was very very beautiful she wanted the daughter to have relationship with this Jewish king Ma'avullah and she thought that this was absolutely jais because this Jewish king was not the real father the real father was someone else and she thought that this is jais. so she went to Hadrati <inaudible> Yahya alaihi salatu was asking him a fatwa on this Hadrati Yahya alaihi salatu was salam got very very angry and he said that how can you speak like that she is the stepdaughter of your husband she is like a daughter. How can a father have ta'alluk relationship with a daughter? And Hazrat Yahya, alayhi salatu scolded her. She felt bad. She went. And from then on, she plotted against Hazrat Yahya, alayhi salatu wasalam. Her mission was, ma'adullah, to assassinate Hazrat Yahya, alayhi salatu wasalam. It is said that one night, she gave a lot of alcohol to this Jewish king. When he was drunk, she pushed her own daughter and this is how some of the parents can be also my respected brothers when Haya is not there when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes away Haya everything is finished Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put Haya in Islam Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an had so much Haya my respected brothers that once huzur alayhi salatu wa salaam was sitting and our salallahu alayhi was salam's uh, lungi mubarak the bottom part was visible, and only this part of the feet was visible. When he saw that Uthman radiallahu ta'ala and coming, A.S. sat properly and hid away everything. And Hazrat Umar fathered Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq said, Ya Rasulullah, when we came you we were sitting comfortably, but when Hazrat Uthman came, uh, we noticed that you, you gathered your clothes properly and now you are sitting properly. Why? And Hazrat Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa said to the companions that I know the fitrat, the nature of Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala and Uthman has got a lot of haya inside him. <laughs> so much haya that if he sees me sitting in this position he will not be relaxed sitting in front of me Allahu <laughs> <laughs> Akbar and these were the great companions every individual had some form of this eliteness inside them, this khubi inside them Hazrat Yahya salam said no to her and the king was drunk and the, the young girl was pushed and as he got close to that girl, the mother from the door was saying that I give you permission that you can do whatever you want But it is said that Hazrat Yahya <inaudible> objects to what you are going to do And because he was drunk he said that who can object to me what I am doing, I am the king of the Jews And he says Well, Yahya <inaudible> said no, That this is not jayz in the Jewish tradition and at that time he sent his army, called his army and he said at once capture Hazrat Yahya salam and Maaz Allah slay him, decapitate his head. It is said that when the army went to the house of Hazrat Yahya salam, the son of Hz. Okay. Hz. Zakariya salam, yeah. both father and son were in Namaz. Amen. It is said in Mi'raj, when Hazrate Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam met Hazrat Zakariya alayhi salam. Av sallallahu Alaihi wasallam said to Zakariya alayhi salatu wasallam that where were you, what were you doing when the Jews came and captured Hazrat Yahya alayhi salam. Hazrat Izakariya alayhi salatu wasallam said to Hazrat Kareem alayhi Alaihi wasallam that both of us were performing salat, we were mashgool in salat. They captured Hazrat Yahya alayhi salatu wasallam took him straight away and without saying anything This is the zulm. Mm-hmm. This is the zulm that what they did and they took the head Mubarak to the king and the army said, Look, this is what we have done to this man who objected to what you have done. SubhanAllah, this is the tribulation, this is what Allah Alaihi Wasallam has said that the tribulations and the difficulties that the prophets go through no one else in this world can go through that. And this is the power again, the sabr Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala gives them. Hazrat Yahya Salatu was, was assassinated in this way and Walid bin Abdul Malik according to what he found the head of Hazrat Yahya Alaihi Salatu Wa he put that basket uh, that case in uh, that area of Masjid-e-Amawi till today And a lot of the people go there and Alhamdulillah pray in that area But the body of Hz. Yahya alayhi salatu was salam According to the Muslim historians is somewhere in Palestine And not only the Jews did not take rest to that They assassinated Hz. Yahya salatu was salam But now the anger was also on the father Anger was also on the fall. Like what the Christians say, Adam a.s. came down and because of his sin, everyone is sinful. A child who is not even born or whatever, for generations, everyone is a sinner. And, the, and that is why God had to send someone most pure, free from sin, and Jesus came down and he had to become son of God, so that everyone can be redeemed This is Aqidah This is what the Jews say And they took the anger out On Hazrat Zakariya alayhi <laughs> salatu And people said to Zakaria alayhi <laughs> salam The Jewish army is now Coming towards you Hazrat Zakariya alayhi <laughs> salatu <laughs> wasalam Ran towards one side Of Ard sham But again the army Was everywhere Surrounded Hazrat Zakariya alayhi <laughs> salatu wasalam. All the trees were there Hazrat Ezekariah alayhi salatu wassalam saw one very large big tree in front and said to the tree, this is the mu'ajiza that open up, it is your duty that you should help the Prophet of the time and the tree opened up, it was hollow from the middle, the tree opened up, as Yahya alayhi salatu wassalam entered the inside part of the tree and the tree closed. Now there are, uh, two traditions that follow up to this story. They say some of them say that the kurta of Hazrat Zakaria alayhi salatu was salam got stuck on the side when the trees were closing in and the kurta was visible. And again, another story goes that no the Iblis came to the Jewish army in the form of a human being and said that you have surrounded Zakaria alayhi salatu was salam. Where can he disappear? Because he is a prophet. He can hide also inside the trees. And he said, It is that tree with Zakaria alayhi salatu was And shaitan, you're right, Musabai. And we have to be careful of this shaitan. Subhanallah, my respected brothers, the time that we are living in, it is like a dream. When we die and when we wake up in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it will be as if it was just a dream. Oh, we were in Leicester, we were in masjid Omar. How long did you stay? Only for one day or two days This is what we will see. Subhanallah So we have to break this dream It is not a dream, it is a reality And we are living in this dunya These were the great prophets sent to us For uh, the guidance of mankind That we follow sirat Mustaqim, And we have to make sure that before death comes We have achieved the highest marks And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased with us and he said that one of the companions said to Hazrat Aisha radiyallahu ta'ala which is the most wondrous thing that you have seen about Huzur Alehi salatu wasallam What is something that you have done the most on in the character of Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam she said everything about Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam was incredible everything was unique but then she said that there was one thing which was absolutely unique with Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam and she said that in the night when every lover goes to rest with the beloved one we noticed that Huzur would rest with us for a bit and then he would say Aisha let me wake up and let me stand in front of my Lord and it was incredible what we noticed is that we could tell that Huzur did not have the love of anything in this world Except for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he was the real Khalil and he was the real Habib and he was the real Ruhullah and he was the real Kalimullah. The love that he had for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. that Every night he would stand in front of his Lord until Hazrat Bilal radiallahu ta'ala would give. Yeah. This was the habit of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam He showed no interest, interest was there but as in the love that he had for Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala was phenomenal Allahu Akbar Kabira. So we have to, mashallah, make sure that, that every minute that Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala has given us we spend everything in the right way and no time is wasted The Jewish army came they saw Hazrat Zakkariya Alayhi there and it is said that they started to then cut the tree and Hz. Zakaria could feel the pain it is said that Jibreel amin came down and he said that all the great prophets made a lot of sabr all the great prophets made a lot of sabr it is said that without uttering anything except for praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Without uttering anything except for praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, subhanallah one part of other day, the kariya, alayhi salatu was salam fell on this side and the other part on the other side. Mm-hmm. These are father and son shaheed in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and subhanallah the perpetrators have always been the Jewish people. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq mm-hmm. to make amal on what has been said. Insha'Allah we will continue with this uh, in the next session of all the companions that are resting in uh, Dimashq in Syria. Wa akhiru اللهم صل على سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد النبي الامي وعلى اله وسلم لا اله الا انت سبحانك اننا كنا من الظالمين اللهم اننا نسالك العفو والعافيه في الدنيا والاخره اللهم اننا نسالك من خير ما سالك منه نبيك عبدك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك عبدك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وانت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوه الا بالله سمينا واعطانا وغفرانا ربنا واليك المصير برحمتك يا بسم <تصفيق> الله